tonight. The question the entire world wants to know. Who is the mole? Welcome to Game Shows, I suppose. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Niche Podcast about the one thing I know something about, game shows, I suppose. I'm your host, Jordan Haas. We are at the home stretch of game shows, I suppose. Just a few more episodes left, and I, I couldn't walk out that door until I talked about one of my favorite reality shows of all time, The Mole. But before we can get to that, we gotta get through appropriately named pricing game Spotlight. Double Cross, premiere date, June 8th, 2012, 6 0 0 5K. Double Cross is played for two different prizes using a touchscreen device. The contestants faced a giant X containing 13 numbers. Each line of seven numbers represents a price. Also contained in the lines of the X are highlighted boxes that fit four numbers. Those numbers represent the prices of the product, prizes, which cross at the fourth digit. The X is center, and the X is heat activated, meaning the op the boxes operate with literal human touch. We are in technology here in 2012. Touch screen pricing games. Yeah, we're using a screen to do the stuff. All right. Got. Anyway, the contestant's job is to touch either of those boxes and slide them to hopefully the right sets of the four numbers in the prices. As the contestant does this, changing one price counters the other and changes the other price as well doing this correctly wins the game in both prices so it's very complicated to explain but i so it's called double cross because they cross at one digit in the center of the price but realistically it's a double opportunity for you to figure out you have two prizes to win and it's almost like pushover Using the seven digits, and you can highlight four of those seven, where does this number belong, basically? That's the double cross. So if it's a four, is the four the ones, tens, hundreds, or thousands in this prize, or the ones, tens, hundreds, thousands in that prize? That's all you need to know to win. Uh, and if not, you have clues. So it's like, oh, well, if this is $3,000, is this $6,000? If this is 4000 is this 4000 And that should help you gauge the game. The game was first won on the second playing on August 14th, 2012. Uh, Double Cross is the first pricing game to premiere since George Gray became a permanent announcer. Hiya, Mama May. This game initially had no think music. On the second third playings, they used a think you different from the current one, which debuted on season 41. It should be noted that 40th anniversary specials taped during 41. On the first two playings, the unpicked numbers had dark green and yellow backgrounds, depending on the line. This led to complaints that the contestants' picks were too hard to see, so as of the third playing, the unpicked numbers now have a blue background on both lines. Drew, most of the time, will say it's a new game, or you might not have seen it, no matter how long it's been since its debut. No, really. Like, I saw a recent episode where this is played, like, 2019 episode, and he's like, this is a new game, you might not have seen it. And originally, I think it's because this is one of those games that he kind of remembered playing. Uh, and March 4th was PCH week, okay, whatever. Double Cross has been lost 40 times, most recent being on April 29th, 2020. 
who's to say since I recorded this if it's been lost again? Like Rat Race, Double Cross has never been the first or second price of game to start the show because it needs time to start up because there's a giant TV touchscreen thing. The game can also be no earlier than third in the show. This game cannot be played with just any two prizes, however. The numbers have to have a directional opposite spot. For instance, if the first number is a five on one prize, that means the last number has to be a five on the other prize. For example, if the second number from the first prize is a seven, the third number from the other prize has to be a seven as well. In a way, it's like the numbers in the mirrored spot, but they're actually in direct opposite. So one is in four, two is in three, three is in two, four is in one. Kind of like you're creating the coming or going. Uh, when you win the game, it has a nice green reveal and everything flashes and it's shiny. When you fail, it lights up red and you lose. Um, that's about all I can really say about Double Cross. At the time of the game's debut, it set bore a resemblance to the X-Factor, another free Montalmedia production. X-Factor now uses a red graphics package and a logo in a different font. Double Cross also was the name of a failed CBS game show pilot in 1975, produced by Jack Barry, as well as a round two obstacle on ABC's Wipe. Why were you saying that? The most number of times this game is played in a season was 23. Basically, this is like a fun coming or going kind of game, but it's not an AB game. It's kind of an ABC or D game, similar to balance game. But instead of play for one prize, it's played for two prizes, and it's very fun if you consider the technology involved with it. There's still like a weird like logo and a little step ladder they have to get through, but you know it's kind of fun to see it being played. And to me, I think that's what makes this game kind of work. Uh, it's the first of many game, much like I guess with well, now that I think about it, gas and money had a TV monitor, and then we go into Rat Race, which had a monitor. Double Cross has a touch screen, which is basically a monitor, and the next game we're going to play has a monitor as well. Actually, I think all these games coming up are going to have some monitor in some kind, but Double Cross is basically played for in a TV. It's one of the rare games where it's played on a television rather than with physical set pieces and physical props, uh, but it is played with a touch screen, which is innovative technology in 2012 when you consider smartphones at the time and large screen touch screens didn't really exist in 2012 i mean large touch screens like think idiot test next time on the pricing game spotlight do the math Ooh, that's a fun one 10 strangers playing for up to one million dollars among them a saboteur a traitor the mole the winner the one who answers the question, who is the mole? Welcome to Game Shows, I Suppose, The Solo Sessions. I'm your host, Jordan Haas. Reality television was pretty much a still a new thing in January of 2001. Survivor was already going through a couple of seasons. Big Brother already finished its first year. And, you guessed it, people were looking for the next big thing. Well, NBC was looking towards Britain... For shows like The Weakest Link. In Fear Factor, there was another show. Its origin was in Belgium, and it was The Mole. It was based on spy and espionage work. A team of 10 would try and create missions to try and build a cash prize. However, the biggest twist in the game was that one of the 10 contestants was not playing for the group but for themselves, as they were assigned by the producers to sabotage the team and forfeit their winnings. That person was the mole, and it thus began the biggest mystery of them all, who is the mole? 
game show where, yes, the people at home can't really play along with, but they can participate in figuring out the biggest mystery of the show. But the show was a success all across Europe, Australia, and New Zealand. Why would it get the execution here in America? And what would cause Anderson Cooper to get the split? That is the questions we're going to be answering in today's episode. Welcome to Game Shows, I Suppose. I'm Jordan Haas. I could see why the show's kind of cool. Like, we hear this music in the background, and you're just, like, recapping the show. Like, and then so-and-so was the fourth victim from the mole. Their pot is currently at $34,000 out of a possible $150,000. I like that. Anyway, we should probably start the episode. If I remember correctly, Mensa of all things, said this was TV's smartest game show. With good reason. There was a lot of logic. There's a lot of uh, social deduction going on in this game show that it is a very intelligent show. At the same time, it's also one of the coolest game shows to come out of 2001. You gotta think, there was not a lot of variety in reality television. Yes, it would be on an island, or in a house, or in a chateau. On the mole... You are going globetrotting, similar to what they did with The Amazing Race. If I remember correctly, I've already explained the rules pretty much. Uh, the, the premise is there is 10 strangers, and they're all picked to be on a game show called The Mole. One of those 10 people is not a contestant, but rather the saboteur themselves, The Mole. Their job, make sure the, other, the team loses. The team's job, figure out who that person is. And there you have the premise. It's, it's something that you see in every sort of game show as a clever game mechanic, the saboteur. When you look at things like Werewolf, when you look at things like, uh, like Mafia, you, you, there's those deduction games of who is the saboteur. When you play Secret Hitler, although do people still play Secret Hitler? There's always that option of who is the bad guy in this game. And everyone's at each other's odds. But at the same time, you have to cooperate if you want to win a cash prize. And that is the core mechanic of The Mole, which made it one of the greatest reality television shows of all time. This is a show where alliances could help you out if you want to get info on who The Mole could be. But it could also backstab you if you make the wrong choice. Because unlike other game shows where it's based on social voting... Much like the Amazing Race with coming in last place at the leg of a race, the mole's elimination is based on how much do you know about the mole? Like, that's it. It's a quiz about the day and the mole. What did the mole have for breakfast? What color shirt was the mole wearing? What team did the mole pick in this mission? Where was the mole from? How old is the mole? Questions like that are in the game. And that is also adds a new bit of deduction to the show. Now we got to get to Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper's everyone's hunkiest newsreader from CNN and Anderson Cooper 360. He's a proud father. Uh, he does the New York the New Year's thing with, with Andy Cohen. And yeah, he is a Vanderbilt uh, of the Vanderbilt New York established uh, socialites. Anyway, Anderson Cooper would do a lot of news reading. He grew. He wanted to be a journalist. He wanted to be a journalist and didn't want the Vanderbilt name to basically tarnish his reputation. And at the time, he was doing a lot of field reporting. ABC News would hire him for 2020 reports, and Dateline would probably hire him for a few things. And he was kind of feeling like bogged down. Like, I'm just going about my business being the field guy. I want to do something else. I'm getting kind of tired of this. And the thought he had was, well, if Julie Chen is doing Big Brother, and it seems like a lot of my friends are doing reality television, I guess I should do this. 
And so he, because it's ABC, and this was one of their rare new reality shows, the second one being The Bachelor, which, as we all know, becomes America's favorite dating show, he gets the job from the mole and is picked to be the host. Instead of wearing what you would normally, he would wear jackets. He would try and play the the look of this uh, this distinguished spy because he's wearing denim or he's wearing uh, leather jackets. He's trying to look like the cool dude, the cool the cool person giving the mission briefing. And it's up to the contestants to try and work with each other to fill a cash pot. Uh, in the original version, up to $1 million, because $1 million is game show default, even back in reality show times. And boy, uh, the production team is stacked. It's Stone Stanley Productions. Are you familiar with Stone Stanley Productions? You might be, because they were the team behind Legends of the Hidden Temple with Olmec in Funhouse, two shows we've already covered on game shows, I suppose. So this is one of the rare times where I think they were just learning about reality television and didn't really know what to do. They were trying to figure out what's the right balance on everything. They were looking, they were dissecting the Belgian version of the mole. That's all they were playing with. It was like other versions of the show. How can we do that? And they were trying to come up with spy missions and different challenges that could be cooler but also be distinctly the mole, as it were. And uh, so you would be seeing, like, confessionals, but they're all solo cam, like, at bed, and they're quiet, like, yo, I just don't, I don't know what to do. I ba ba ba. Or uh, they're all talking at dinner time, and the dinner time is the big, con- like, a big uh, tribal council of what they suspect is going on on the mole, for instance. And they were trying their hardest to come up with things that would fit the show. Uh, And in the first two seasons with Anderson Cooper, these were the two established big-name seasons of the show. Season one was somewhat a success. I say somewhat because it didn't really get survivor levels, but it did get notoriety on television because this was a cool spy show. And... You would be hearing all these missions, like they're going skydiving, almost like the the problem is I think the the real like this felt very road rules, like the these 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 stunts, these little games felt very road rules cooperative, and it's like so and so gets a GPS and has to instruct so and so to get from point A to point B, and there's like little to rare moments where the mole can do actual sabotaging in the game or what they would do is do the opposite it would be like how many people love to cook and how many people love to eat well if you love to cook you're gonna be an eater and if you love to eat you're gonna be a cook your job is to bake a 20 stack cake in under four hours. If you don't complete the cake in time, you're not getting the $40,000. The eaters, however, you have to clear out this whole plate of food in under the same four hour time frame. The good thing is you don't have to clear everything to get your end of the 40,000. For each plate you consume, it's $5,000. However, if you vomit at any point, you will lose all the money. And that's your mole mission. It's kind of weird because when I first think the mole, I oh, it, it, it feels like they should be doing more spy kind of things. Because this is a spy game, right? Gather intel on your friends. And instead of doing that, they decided, well, we're just going to do the oopsie doopsie. We screwed up and now you have to do the opposite. And when you do the opposite, oh no, they're very bad at their job. And that means because they're bad at their job, you're sabotaged. Therefore, you don't get the money. Oh no, how could that have happened? Some challenges were very clever. Like one was uh, find the person that we, like the producers took a, a contestant and said, hey, you got to find where they are if you in two hours to win $50,000. Uh, but what they didn't know was, was a whole other country over. And 
it was basically presented like a spy movie like hey rescue the hostage many missions involve luggage because flights uh-huh where oh, you gotta repack and if you don't repack you lose or oh you got you can lose some of your luggage and you can get thousand per bag it just feels like peer pressure bullshit that doesn't really sell the show and it becomes this weird uh, game. I mean, there there are other challenges that become iconic besides luggage. Uh, go to a location, learn the phrase. If you get correct, you win. If you fail, you don't. Uh, there's always things with different items. And then there's that rain, one random moment. Hey, uh, do you have that on your person? If not, you lose $5,000. Almost like a bullshit board game now that I think about it. Uh, and the one that I love the most... I mean, there's two that I really love. One is called Three Questions, which is nor- normally near the end of the game, where it's a b. It's an A B game, but with three questions. So it plays like in a branch path, and you can go like, who do they say is the biggest threat? You or you? A or B? You're going to B path. Second question: uh, If you had ten thousand dollars right now, what would you do? Spend it or save it? Do 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 third uh and then it's always going to be something like that who they think is the mold this or this and if you find the person you win money and if not you don't get the money oh well and i I, the other one i love was the one i call three I, i call it uh hotel room hotel room escape and it was a royal mistake in season one but it was my favorite challenge probably of a lot of reality tv why because it was basically solitary meets an escape room. Each room had different clues that could help them out to escape or help another person escape the show. So you open like the window and you see a van. You turn on a TV or a radio. And they have to communicate somehow to get to the escape. And I thought that is such a really cool challenge. Considering the escape rooms of today, it's like they, they pretty much like either predicted escape rooms or they made like an even cooler version of escape rooms in the very first season of the mole. And I love that so much. And it's like, man, this is so cool. I, I, I think that is genuinely one of the greatest things in reality television It's just a cooperation solo project. And it, it's like for each person, if you all escape, you all win the money. And I thought that was so great. I loved season one's the mole. And they did the big reveal, and you're like, oh, man, I can't believe it. Catherine was the mole. I can't believe it. And everyone's like, oh, man. And then they do the recap special. I thought that was such a great first season. Then season two hit, and I fucking hated it. I thought it sucked a lot. I thought it was probably one of the worst reality TV shows I've ever seen. Why? Because now they try to do more of the stuff that I didn't like from first season into this it became a we fooled you oh we fooled you oh you did this swerve basically you could have called this show swerve and had like vince russo write it because everything was a fucking swerve and it was just like oh uh the very first episode you thought we burned your luggage fooled you oh you thought we were gonna do this challenge fooled you oh you're gonna wear this costume thing in this nope fooled you like it just never stopped you're gonna live in the room fooled you and then it became a can you spend the night in the hotel room each room has something spooky like a big snake or uh it's very tiny or in one room the tiny bubble room this is anderson's funhouse i'm talking about where they play tiny bubbles non-stop for like 10 hours four words tiny bubbles in the sky they played it slowly they played it reverse they played it sped up they just to mess with this person's mind and they didn't even give him a mattress or anything and they were playing tiny bubbles and all they were trying to do was make Anderson Cooper out to be like this mean person. It's like, well, it's just tiny bubbles. And it's all like, who's telling the truth? Who do you believe? And, and then 
care for season two. I thought season two sucked. And then Anderson Cooper left. Probably because he realized this is a stupid show. And uh, it didn't really do good for his career. Why? It got canceled. It got canceled midway through the second season. You know how I know that? Because you don't know Jack was playing in the summer and then they played it after that. It was really bad television in ABC 2001. George Patterson, coming soon, ABC. And ABC was really flopping hard. They really wanted to make Spin City a hit. They really wanted to make sure they got their money. They wanted to make sure the the ABC Fridays were good again. And mm, it just they just kept uh, playing. So they replayed season two, and they went, fine, we'll just play it. And it was okay enough that they decided, okay, I figured out. I figured out how we can fix the show. What if, because Anderson Cooper's gone, we treat it like what they're doing in other countries, which is they do celebrities. See, that's the problem we fucked up on. All these other countries, they, they did celebrities, but they do celebrities. So it's all models and actors because they're good at bluffing. They lie for a living, right? So let's just make it celebrity mole. So you get Celebrity Mole Hawaii and Celebrity Mole Yucatan and Kathy Griffin shows up and you get like Dennis Rodman and that's right, star of a- of LA Law, Corbin Burnson. Now the funniest thing about this is even though Stephen Baldwin's showing up stone is hot as hell and, and on drugs, Corbin Burnson uh, was there in two seasons and he was a diehard fan of the mole. So, um, it, it for him, he was aware of what the show was. So he said, "Do he did the opposite of everything? Like, no, I'm actually a bad cook, so I'm going to pick eat, so we can do the cook challenge." Uh, and instead of just making everything a globe-trotting adventure, they've made it so everything is kind of at a resort. So a Hawaiian resort, a Yucatan resort, and everything is at like a little chateau. So everything is self-contained. In one certain area of a country. They made it half the amount of episodes, making it six uh, instead of uh, like ten. So they were playing it with uh, a quarter million dollars instead of a million bucks. And believe it or not, it made the show work. So with these two versions, hosted by Ahmad Rashad... Uh, celebrities be playing the mole in these resorts and doing similar games, you know, let's go skydiving, do the counting, keep this, if you break it, you'll lose money. Kind of challenges. Keep the MacGuffin, get from point A to point B in the time limit. Uh, kind of challenges. That's foreign language, etc. Corbin Bernston watched the show and goes, well, every single thing in these is a clue here. Uh, the whole premise of the game is just to solve the, is to, is to get everything about the the mole so he would just be over analyzing and going like i'm i've noticed that like the menus say 1974 on them and you're from 19 you were born in 1974 so i assume you're from 19 this is a clue you're the mole and or like there's 12 candles here 12 you know you know what 12 is december you're born in december and just he just over analyzes everything to get the clues on who the mole is in a way that's very funny. Ahmad Rashad would host this version of the mole because, well, in the NBA Inside stuff was kind of not doing anything at the moment. And this was mid-2000s. Then it ended again. And everyone was kind of going like, oh, well, I guess that's it for the mole. And it was. It was until they decided, you know what? It's 2008, and ABC is in a real world of shit, so let's just bring back the mole. And therefore, 2008, we would see the mole, this time the third host, which would be a person that many people would not really suspect, John Kelly. John Kelly, at the time, was basically just uh, a regular anchor and just checking out extra did a little bit of sports on the side with Fox Sports, and uh, was there for ABC's All Star tribute to the movies. 
So he became kind of this everyman character. And his version of the mole was a different kind of hosting style than anyone else's. While Anderson was playing more like the recap welcome agents, and Ahmad Rashad was because it was Tropical Resort wearing floral shirts and going, Hey, aloha, everyone. Let's have a fun game. Uh, His was kind of like a mix between a game show host and a shrewd person. Where he would be just saying, what's up? How's it going? And instead of going with celebrities, they went back to civilians. They do- they docked the show's top price from a million to half a million. Although, funny enough, the mole was so good that season that they decided we have to keep amping up the prize budget because, uh, holy shit, uh, we don't want them to walk away with like five bucks. So the producers had to fucking call an audible and throw more money in the later games. And it was a really, really good season. Now, here's the issue with the Mole 2008, and this is where it's like, I don't know why it got canceled after one season. Stone Stanley uh, would split up in the middle of this. So the Mole ends, and their relationship's gone, and then Stone and Company would take over the Mole. Uh, They would regain the rights to the Mole because it fizzled out after a few years. And this is their new version of the mole. And it plays up much like Australian mole, much like uh, other countries' versions of the mole. This is essentially what the mole is in other countries, more so than what it was with Anderson Cooper and on Celebrity Mole. The challenges were some physical, some silly... Uh, some gambling games, some were like, uh, as was intuition games. What would so and so pick in this situation? Here's a bribe. I'll give if you take twenty thousand out of the pot, I'll give you an exemption. You won't be eliminated this episode. Uh, and if you, and then it's like, well, if no one takes it, fifty thousand will be added. Like that becomes the game. How many bricks is in here? If you're correct, you win. And it becomes this really fun little challenge. And I I thought this was actually a really good version of the mole. They paired it with uh, the uproarious, hilarious, I survived the Japanese game show. Hi, Maji Day. That's their sister show for this. As you see, pilots... And previews for an upcoming new game show called Wipe Out. Wipe Out would later become the big summer series, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. That's later on in this in this adventure. So the mole was a very exciting show um, because of the different challenges. Now, I I kind of glanced at the format. What is the format of the show? I feel you're like. You should have really done it at the beginning. Ten people do different games to build the pot. Typically, there are two missions or challenges or tasks. I like to say missions because I want to continue with the spy espionage motif. They have a mission. If they pass the mission, they win money. If not, no money or deduction or something. And there's usually two of those. And then a the third act, the final act of the episode is the uh is the greatest game show elimination round two you want to talk tribal council wait till you see a, the the eviction ceremony and that requires some music this is the quiz the elimination ceremony from the mole based on the actions of today's events all the contestant has to do is answer 10 questions about what happened and who the mole is. These could be questions like, what team was the mole on? What did they have for breakfast? Even, what color is their hair? Whoever scores the lowest is eliminated from the game. Question one, is the mole left-handed or right-handed? Question two, what state is the mole from? Question three. In the catch and release game, did the mole catch the ball? Question four. How many languages does the mole speak? Question five. What is the mole's occupation? 
Question 6. Did the mole ever receive an exemption during this game? Question 7. Was the mole in van A or van B? Question 8. During dinner, did the mole have the chicken, the steak, or the salad? Question 9. In the Defuse the Bomb Challenge, was the mole defusing the bomb or giving the rules? And question 10. Who is the mole? The results are now in. So, we got our 10 questions. Everyone in the contestants have been given a laptop computer with the questions and answers. Obviously, if you're the mole, you know where the fuck you were, so you have nothing to be afraid of. But for everyone else, this is a matter of staying in the game or being eliminated in a moment's notice. And so we get to the next exciting part of the show, the eviction ceremony. This is the elimination round of the mole. All the contestants have their luggage packed, ready to go in the case of elimination. The host will enter their name into a laptop computer, or, in the case of Sally's edition, they'll be touching their profile pic, as it were, on the world's largest touchscreen. You'll be seeing a thumbnail. Really, just like a little thumbprint, like, right on the screen. If it turns green, that means you're good to go, and we can live to play another day. However, if they enter the name, and it's a red thumbnail, thumbprint, that means you are eliminated from the game and will be the mole's next victim. This is all based on who scored the lowest, and in the event of a tie, if you both scored the lowest, who took the most time to answer the question. So now, dramatic music's playing. We're entering a name. I'm gonna enter this little name right now. Alright. Dramatic music's playing. Are you gone? Let's see. It's green. You're safe. We go to number two. Player two's here. We're going to enter in someone else's name. We're going to keep this going even more for more dramatic tension. And lo and behold, it's in our green thumbprint. So now we go to player three. Player three is is entering the name now. Yeah, I misspelled the name. Hang on, we got hit delete, delete, delete. Forgot. There you go, safe. And now we enter this one's name. Uh, all right, let's see. Let's scan the results. Are you going to be eliminated from the game? I, I I don't know. I really don't know what to do with this. This is really dramatic tension. They usually just cut to the zoom in on the contestants. Oh, you're safe. There's only three left. All right. One more. All right, this person. The person we've kind of made to be the hero of the episode. All right, we're gonna enter your name now. Are you ready for the results? Alright. Here we go. This loading. Signaling. Uh oh. I'm sorry, you are the mole's next victim. Did you have fun, though? Here, let me walk you to the, the unmarked uh, van, similar to what they use on The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Feel free to do the confessional in the car about how you could have done better on the show. And it continues from there. Rinse, repeat until the final three, when it's the finale episode. One will win, one will lose, and one will be the mole. We get to see the winner, we get to see the mole, and the big recap special, and then we get to see the best part, all the clues. If you missed it, here are all the clues from the show. 
if you would have paid attention, you would have noticed that there was avocados on the table. These were Haas avocados relating to Jordan Haas, our mole. There was even a plate of guacamole over on his table where everyone else had salsa. Did you pick up that clue? If you paid attention to each of the episodes, you would notice the first words were different. Game play is very dangerous. Shows what someone else knows as they got evicted from the show. I can't believe what happened last week. Suppose you were on this adventure. Did you catch that? The first words in all of these introductions was game shows, I suppose. These were the clues that let you know about Jordan's podcast, Game Shows, I Suppose. Did you notice the grizzly bear in the bedroom when they did the infiltration mission? That was no ordinary bear. That was the grizzly bear, and it was a replication of the California flag, where Jordan was from. That's that's kind of what they would do on a mall. <laughs> Uh, I think I just I, I kind of spoiled almost like every single bit you could have done, I guess. Uh, but yes, that's what makes the mole so exciting because then you get the reveals because it's like, hey, if you were watching at home, here are some clues that you could have used to help you out on the show. Because the production does not hint one way or the other who the mole is, even until that big grand finale. Now we got to get through the show. The show ended in 2008. I got so bummed out, but the show is still around. In fact... I can recall the show having a big base in other countries. For instance, I remember watching The Mole over in Australia, and their version is play the same, you know, build the pot, very low money, because I think they made 100000 their grand prize. And they were trying to do more adrenaline-style challenges like real world, like get Zorbing, uh, go skydiving, go into the sea and collect this, and treasure troves, and all this other stuff. They had one series where everything went live, like they were trying to do like a live version of the mole. Uh, that one was kind of strange. I think that was 2005's version. And they included a new format where if it was the mole went unidentified over the course of the series, uh, they would get to win all the money. Which I thought was actually a clever mechanic because in certain seasons in different formats, some people would win the show and they would completely fuck up that last question of who is the mole. So I thought that might actually be a new high stakes version of that is the you found who the mole is, arrest that person. Uh, kind of mechanic and I think that should be how the mole is actually played but don't tell anybody I don't want to do the whole modernized version yet uh, the mole is still going on right now it's just not in Australia not in New Zealand it's still going on in Germany the Netherlands and I believe Poland I believe those are the uh, three uh, in Poland it's called agent uh, in Netherlands, it's We as the Mole. In Germany's version, I think, is a new version, if I'm not mistaken. Hosted by the Boss Haas. I like that name. I, I guess they're musicians. I'm going to assume musicians, hopefully not Let's Players. And the Netherlands version uh, is still going strong to this day. Now, uh, their versions uh, are very interesting. The last season, by the way, Got over 3 million views. Uh, that was very exciting. They even made kids editions, like junior editions. And it's to celebrate the 20... And they're making a... And for their latest season, I think that's coming out in September. So by the time this episode airs, we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of the mall, everybody. Woo woo. That's exactly what I intended for this, right? That's... I, I had no fucking clue until right now. I'm excited for 20 years of the mall. The greatest reality show ever devised. Of course, watching some of the new versions of The Mole, uh, the ones from the Netherlands, uh, they've amplified the game up. There's all sorts of different jokers and exemptions and types of exemptions. You can get one question for free. You can lose a question. You can force someone to get a wrong answer. You can, uh, you can see the answer to one of the questions. Uh, you get exempt from the quiz. You can exempt somebody else besides yourself from a quiz and they're they've elevated the show into different kind of 
help and advice that the show is not the mold that we all know if just there's exemption and that's it in australia they did freebies which are just free answers uh and i think i like how they're, they're trying to amplify and make the game more cerebral kind of like the genius game if that makes sense like they're trying to have different hooks to the game to make it more intriguing, to help contestants out, especially early on when you don't really know like anything really about the mole. I think that really helps. And in one of their most recent uh, seasons, they had this like cool game because I watched it called the. It was like I forgot what they were. Go- I wish I should probably call it like the Walk of Wealth or something. And they're on a bridge, and like every like ten meters on the bridge is a box. And in that box is a certain temptation. And it might say money, like $5,000. It might say an exemption. It might say $10,000. And all you got to do is keep walking. And if you go down the line without taking any of the temptations and everyone does that, you you get an even bigger prize. Like the cash pool is there. However, if you take one of those temptations, that's yours so long as no one else took the temptation. And if no one else took that temptation, it's not counted against you. So now there's a cerebral thinking of no one to duplicate either of these things. If everyone goes to the end without picking one, we win. But there's only so many boxes and there's so many of us. If we all take a certain box, we all win. And there's that little gravitas. And also a lot of the challenges are now kind of puzzle mechanics. So like, for instance... Uh, can you move the cars into one position kind of like in the game rush hour and you can't And the, the one person who's driving is actually blindfolded, but the person in this car is not. So they're trying to give the instructions to the driver. Meanwhile, the third person has an overhead camera and can look at where everyone is to offer advice. Uh, there's games where it is uh, simply put like find the money like just where's the money in this area (laughs) oh you didn't find the money Uh, there's games involving technology because as you figured out everything's smartphones now when this show debuted we kind of were in the flip phone era like flip phones were kind of new so a lot of games involve smartphones sim cards readouts digital cameras qr codes and modernized the format in fact 2008 qr codes were still a new thing which is why it's like why isn't there a new mole smartphones is everything on the show now this should be a smartphone based game show so for me i like the new mole whenever there's a new series of the mole I like to just binge watch it. I know like people in like Bother's Bar and the UK game shows era, they like to watch the mole as it's live. Me, I like to just like binge watch it over a weekend. As soon as like everything is subtitled and I can like understand what's going on is when I get to uh, just go nuts and watch a full season and just like, oh, I can't believe it. Of course, here's the thing though. We're in the middle of COVID and a lot of people don't know really what they're going to do. Uh, other than they're probably just going to have them quarantine in a resort and do the challenges in the home country instead of what is usual, which is one country outside of it. So while we kind of try to do globe trotting in our version, uh, other versions decide, you know, it's actually just easier if we just stick to one country and make that the, the main place. And it should be like a well-known, like, I should say well-known. I should say like, uh, uh, a landmark that could be used for multiple locations. So for instance, France or China or Mexico, Greece, like South Korea, uh, Japan, Italy. Uh, you you got to go with Singapore. You got to go with countries that you can do both the in the forest mission and a skyline like a celebratory big city skyline kind of thing. Uh, th- that's kind of what I would love to see in the mall is just more locations and more fun challenges. And that's to me, that's what the mall's all about. It's just like cool, clever games and cool, clever mechanics. 
And it's all about figuring out who that mole is. Because the mole has the earpiece to the producers. Not literally. Like, they're basically, like, knocking on the door. Hi. Hello. Um, so tomorrow, our game is... Uh, we have two games. One is called uh, Ka- Kayak uh, Chaos. And the other one is called uh, uh, You Snooze, You Lose. So in Kayak Chaos, uh, everyone's going to be on a kayak. And you're going to be in a lake. And all you got to do is each of you have to go uh, kayak over to a buoy uh, to retrieve a cash tag. And each of these cash tags is worth money. Uh, I would like you to uh, make sure that you take the, that you make sure to uh, make sure they don't find the buoys. So if there's any way you can hide them, we recommend. Uh, But also what we don't want to tell them is that one of them is an exemption. Uh, from the game it's going to be the one that's marked with a little orange line on it if you can just so we recommend that you maybe you grab it or something because what they don't know is if you take it that's a five thousand dollar fine so 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 we recommend you probably take that uh in the game and also dissuade people from finding the buoys if that's okay uh in in the you snooze you lose challenge uh they it's basically going to be played here in the hotel room uh, basically, uh, all they have to do is, uh, one person has to stay in the bed at all times, uh, for, for the rest of the night. Like, it's just gonna be a night challenge. Uh, so what we would like to, you to do is to basically talk them out of doing the challenge, uh, because there's only one bed and everyone else has to stay awake, uh, but they have to stay in the room. So uh, we want you to be a little annoying. We want you to get in a conflict. But most importantly, what I think what would be most important is if you can just sneak out like, and just say, well, it's okay to get room service, right? We can go get some food out of the room to get into the to get some food. So, so if you can like convince them to go with you to get some food, that would be a big deduction of like $50,000. So if they win, it's 50. If you fail, you lose 50. And we figure that's something you can do. You're very good at, at uh, talking about stuff. So that's what we would like you to do. Uh, have a great night. Bye. That's that's the mole in general for if you're the mole. Um, and then you'll hear like, hey, this challenge is called Kayak Kayas. Look at this lake. It's very big. And there are over 50 buoys somewhere lodged in the lake. You will have one hour to retrieve as many buoys as you can. There, There's going to be money hidden on them. But be careful. One of these is an exemption, but it comes at a price. Uh, and that's how you would get through the game. So, uh, now we get to the exciting part of if Jordan ever got to do the mole. Not like I would be the mole or a contestant, because, look, I'm going to fucking win that show. Uh, no, like, if I was to produce the mole, I, would I, what would I do? So, I mean, I'm looking at a lot of these new versions of the show, and we still have to figure out how we distinguish our version. So, for me, I would make it so you never disclose the cash prize. First of all, don't disclose the cash prize. We keep saying $1 million or winning up to half a million dollars or a quarter million dollars. We fucking bump the money no matter what. So just throw that out and play on missions. Uh, there's going to be play, play just like classic mole, two missions, and then the, and then the, the test and then the eviction ceremony. The, the, the twist is now uh, it plays a bit like Celebrity Mole where there is one central hub, one agency, a mole agency, as it were, uh, to gather the intel on the players. And while you can get exemptions, you can get intel on other players as well uh, because the most important thing in the show is the intelligence you need to get through the test. If you can get through the quiz, you win the show. So you will get intel more likely than you would get exemptions in this game. And to make things uh, easier, it's one central location, and it looks like a futuristic spy headquarter kind of thing. But it's always in a different country. Every season, a different country. One season, it might be France. One season, it might be Canada, Australia. It, it, it could end up being uh, Singapore. It doesn't, it doesn't matter where the country is for right now, but 
that's going to be it. Much like how Survivor used to be like, Survivor, Philippines. We, we are going to do that with this version of the mole. We're not disclosing the million-dollar prize or half-million-dollar prize because it doesn't fucking work. It doesn't... It could be some rando amount of money, for all we know. Uh, so now we do the two games and the quiz. Uh, one game always focuses on a team. One always focuses on an individual. This is never going to change. So the team game could be all together or split into groups, like two teams to do this. Uh, and then one's the individual. And the individual is kind of like what you would see in Dirty Run Cheater or in some other game where it's like everyone has one thing to do. If they do it, they get the money. If they don't, they don't get the money. Why? Because that creates a bit of H in the chaos action to the show. The reason being, because you're focusing on the individuals in the game, that it becomes more deduction-based. So we go from the group to the individual to the test, where it's singling out somebody to be eliminated from the show. That's what makes it work. So in one part, it's trying to be like, here's the gather the intel on players game. There's then the, well, are you the the or saboteur? Because here's chances to sabotage. To make it even more weird. The missions, I want to be less, uh, oops, we fuck you, fucked you, whoop de doopy doo, switch you do, you gotta eat. oh no, snakes and spiders, oh no, you gotta do the embarrassing thing. No, I don't want that. I don't, I don't want, oh no, snakes and spiders. I fucking think that's, that's horseshit. I would rather do zipline, drop the water balloon onto the target challenge. As an individual game, for instance. Uh, Or a team game where the object is to bring, uh, is to find one certain book that's in one library and bring it to somebody in an hour. So it becomes this big wild goose chase kind of game. Why? Because you can see, like, oh, someone's at fault at one certain point in the game. There is games where it's scavenger hunt with tablets, scavenger hunt with geocaching. Geocaching should definitely be a part of the mall. That should be part of the mall because it's just finding a thing and geocaching, the, 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 the scavenger hunt. That is a good chunk of the mall. That should be part of the mall, especially in this version. And you keep playing the game with like the, the eight different episodes because it's only eight episode run. And at episode eight, course there's gonna be a winner a loser in the mole with the final question of who is the mole even though you already took the test and you technically are the winner of the game you keep that that uh australian twist secured although you've won the game you have to pick out who the mole is between the two if you make the wrong mistake they win the money why because that adds even bigger stakes to the game so yeah, you might see like here's so by the end of like episode two, it might be at forty thousand, it might be at fifty thousand. By episode four, out of possible two hundred thousand so far, they only got sixty thousand. Something like that is all you need to do for the mole. You you can't weakest link the show. You can only just amp the stakes up to be this uh, this big cerebral logic thinking game. And I want more puzzles. I want more. I want it to be more like Spy Games. Remember that that show that was on Bravo in January? Make it more like Spy Games, where it's all about intel gathering, and you make it about, like, sabotage moments meaning something. And there's always, like, a sabotage in the episode. So you're going to go one episode. They're definitely the mole. And then episode two, no, wait, wait, they could actually be the mole. So that way, when the big grand reveal is, like, oh, so-and-so was the mole all along, and you didn't know it, the mole themselves, the mole character, whoever is the mole, could probably do absolutely nothing in the season. No sabotages whatsoever. And they could win the show. That's something I want to see. And I think that's what makes it cool, because it's like you are the traitor, and you can end up being the big winner at the end. And of course, if you fail, well, you still get $10,000. We'll say $10,000 for the episode. I'm sure they probably got paid more than that. It's probably like 50000 You got to think runner-up on a big reality show kind of prize. 
I, I say we ditched the whole luggage bullshit. I think that's just kind of, I think that kind of just, I think you should really, I honestly think this, I think luggage should just like, just go away. And I think you should just kind of be kind of like what they do on big brother where everyone gets the costume. They all get like a cool swanky suit or they all get something neat. So that way when they get eliminated, oh no, this happened and they all have to leave. And it's like, it actually becomes like they are dismissed from the mole agency that they are in. As for who I think should host this like version of the mole, that's the tough one. I'm not going to say, look, I make the joke of me a lot because of ego. But I say that's more you don't know Jack the Game Show, which we've talked about in a Patreon exclusive episode. I think for a, a new version of this, for some reason, I'm thinking Stephen Amell. Is it weird to think Stephen Amell? Because he's just like he was arrow on arrow on CW. He wasn't a spy. But I just think someone where it's kind of like you look at them and you can think like, oh, that that's like an action star, like an action agent. Um, because... Honestly, I don't think getting Alexander Armstrong from Pointless would be the ideal choice. Maybe for the UK reboot, get Alexander Armstrong, but not not uh, an American edition. I think we need to make it feel like uh, you're doing CIA spy ops instead of uh, going into this weird adventure. And it has to feel like the whole perception is because of modern technology. Everything is is tech. It has to feel like a technology advanced game show as well. So, yes, it's a spy game. But now the quiz is done on the phone. Uh, The tablet will be uh, shown over. People will get uh, evicted and then like, oh, that's it. And smart lights all shoot up red. So it's not just like a red thumbprint. They're limited. Actually, that'd be cool if everyone has to stand. Like when your name is called, you have to stand up from your chair, thumbprint the thumbprinter, and then let it reveal if you are uh, what what what's their term? Uh, executed. If you're executed from the game, I love that flavor text. Execute. Like you're fucking gonna die. No, it's a fucking quiz show. It's a fucking game show. You have to figure out who the traitor is executed go good life (laughs) but yes uh for me the mole stands the test of time uh as some of the greatest competition challenge shows out there and one that's focused more on not voting somebody out which i always hate i hate game shows where it's all social you know you, you voted everyone out so you win because the best person doesn't win this is a show all about intel gathering which makes it a very exciting show and then you see strategies like well if i sabotage people are gonna think i'm the mole so maybe i'm gonna cost the game just so people can target me for a bit that's smart thinking that's a cool bluff that's a cool idea for the game show in this world that we live in like a lot of things is you know intel gathering QAnon bullshit like go for it make this a modern day James Comey kind of show like like what two years ago there was like who is the leaker in the White House who's the mole who's the traitor and they were making jokes about that like run with it fucking run with this right now and make a new reboot of the mole it would not surprise me by the time this records, I hear the mole is in works again and on ABC. But they really have to make sure the challenges are unique, different, and technologically advanced. We have to make sure this is a show where, yes, there's going to be, oh my God, they're doing a heights challenge. And oh my God, they're doing a deep sea challenge and information. They have to play up the like Mission Impossible aspect of the show. They have to still do that. Laser hedge mage and and uh, shooting games and logic puzzles. They still have to do that. But if they can maximize the show to be this really cool, almost movie-like appearance rather than going full-on crappy 2000s, I don't like you, you 
they have a winner with the show. It is possible this could return in a great way. You just need the right cinematography, the right cameras, and the right challenges. Because other countries have done it very well. In America, you just got to do what they did and just tweak it just to be cinema. That's all you got to do. That that cerebral thought that you're on your own in this game is what makes it one of the best game shows of our time and why it's often forgotten on reality show uh, top 10 lists. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time right here on Game Shows, I suppose. Good night, big smooch. Ah.